0: What's
1: up, everybody? This is the Unnecessary Podcast. uh, That's a Wednesday. And uh, we're going to call Lee, see what he's up to, and chat it up, shall we? That was Dirty Paws, by the way, the name of the song. And uh, the band was The Monsters and Men.
0: Yes, this is Domino's
1: uh, <laughs> Wow, great prank!
0: <laughs>
1: Hi. Hey, buddy. Um, <clears throat> How's it going? Good, man. What are you in Dunkin' Donuts parking lot studio?
0: Yep, the only uh, the only Dunkin' Donuts radio podcast studio in the country, I think.
1: The rockin'est place in town. <laughs> <laughs> well that's cool so so what do you have to do to get to this Dunkin Donuts parking lot studio is it it's close to to your home
0: um well first I hitchhike uh to the airport I take a private jet uh around down around the Dominican Republic uh I then get on a boat with a guy named Rico and he drives me up here
1: wow Rico sounds like quite a guy uh a coyote yeah he's a nice guy yeah, this is his occupation <laughs> yeah um, speaking of Coyote, we were just listening to Dirty Paws, the name of the song of, of the introduction. Jeez, I cannot talk right now. Um, <laughs>
0: like, like the paws of an animal or paws like
1: stop? Ooh, it could be Dirty Paws. No, it's it's paws like an animal. And um, the band is called Of Monsters and Men. Have you ever heard of them?
0: Yes, I have heard
1: of them. Yeah, this song's I'm real cool. Them. Oh, you right. Yeah, this song's... Very nice. Um, so I was looking at this um, this news story today about how a cyclone just left a shark on the streets of Australia. <laughs> did you see that?
0: No, I did not see that actually.
1: So, um, not only is climate change not real, but Sharknado's all very real. <laughs>
0: And now the shark has just evolved and figured out how to blend in with
1: society, and he's like working at a convenience store. <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> the shark has evolved. Now um, we didn't have a problem with Mark it. It's a Schneider movie. No, yeah, no, the shark. No, that you mean Jerry? No, Jerry's great. Um, yeah. But um, but no, we found out he's Muslim, so not good. Oh. <laughs> like I love. How, <laughs> it doesn't matter that he has murderous rows of teeth; he's Muslim.
0: <laughs> That's why people are scared,
1: <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> speaking of um, treating women horribly, um, so I had I had lunch with Eva, and she bought lunch because she's lovely. That's not the treating hor- women horribly part. Um, I I mentioned to her that Mike Pence, in an interview um, recently. Said that he never eats dinner with another woman without his wife present, and he never is in the company, uh, he never goes to a party without his wife present, and he never goes anywhere where there's alcohol and there might be a woman. He just avoids that altogether.
0: Now, do you think. I mean, probably a smart move if you're trying to avoid all drama in your life.
1: So, does that sound sexist to you or no? <laughs>
0: I mean, that sounds like he's trying to avoid his wife getting really pissed off at him. It's that's an it's interesting like take. take. Situation,
1: yeah. The thing is, there's a lot of reasons. There's a lot of reasons to want to do that. That's a good one. I never thought of that point. Um, you don't want to piss off the old lady. Um, yeah. But here's the thing: there are many members of Congress. Members, Hee-hee. <laughs> another word for penis.
0: Um, dicks in Congress.
1: Yeah. There's many cocks, cocks of the walk, you know. <laughs> what I mean. um, that
0: Congress
1: there's like plenty of Congress people who who intermingle. Like, why does that mean that a gay person, a gay man, can't possibly be around another man? Because just the and like there's there's <laughs> I'm putting the cart before the horse. I guess I'll just get to my point. It's it is incredibly sexist, Mister Fishman. You are a horrible <laughs> person. <laughs> no, um, but um. It, it's this whole idea and, and like the way Eva, Eva put it perfectly. She was like, she was like, yeah, what do you expect? I'm in the room with a woman. What am I not going to fuck her? <laughs> <laughs> and like, she's so right. Like the, as in they, as they say, in always sunny in Philadelphia. It's the implication.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. The dentist system.
1: But, um, Boy, oh boy, I'm high. <laughs> I had to run home from work. I had to get real high. I had to eat real quick, and it's just all hitting me, Lee. Yeah,
0: I try to get you some more time, you know. All right. Is there any
1: Buy other time. is there any other way you could possibly imagine these Mike Pence statements being sexist? Because I'll go on.
0: Well, I mean, he did just uh, uh, cast a tie-breaking vote to allow states to defund Planned Parenthood, so that's pretty. Uh, That's
1: pretty shitty. He sure did. I believe that was called like title 10 or something like that. It was something that Obama had put in and, um, yeah, I mean his actions speak louder than his words, like you said, but, um, the idea of like, it's, it's, it's almost akin to institutional racism. It's like institutional sexism. Like it's not, he might not be doing it for chauvinistic reasons, but I mean, he might very well be. I think he is. But the fact is, like, he's allowed to meet with men. And in, when you're a politician, like, meeting people with drinks, meeting people alone, meeting people behind closed doors, meeting people in social situations, like, that's normal. So it's pretty much he's not allowed – he's not going to work with women is pretty much what he's saying. And um, right. it's, it's like, troublesome to say the least. And it's um, hateful and – and two-faced at worst because, like, they these people talk all about how Islam is the worst and, and you know, women getting raped is the worst. But meanwhile, we, um one of Trump's first actions and what Pence loved was defunding foreign aid, um, which included abortions. And these are in countries where women get raped all the time, far more than here, and need these services. And they're not allowed to get abortions if they're raped um, or incest. So, um, yeah, they just, they don't care. Um, but the not meeting with women thing also pissed off like a lot of groups because, um, man, I forget the other reason, but it was, you know, people were pissed.
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Mike Pence is a douche bag.
1: Yeah. Mike Pence is a douche. Um, yeah,
0: big douche bag. Hey, you're a douche. Oh,
1: boy. Um, Oh, so I watched the final episode of um, Westworld. Westworld. And so I was talking to Eva beforehand. I was like, oh, Lee said he really – it's really good. We should be really excited. And Eva's like, yeah, but Lee also said his favorite show is South Park. So (laughs) – And I was like, no, 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 he, like, that was back in the day, you don't get it, it's different, blah, blah, blah. But, Um, I was like, it's his animated favorite, it's his overall favorite. you know, I just, I'm just trying to go into defend mode and repeat exactly what we said on the podcast. <laughs> hey,
0: I will, I will defend, I will defend South Park to
1: the death. Uh, yeah, I don't think, so. I don't think Trey and Matt need me to defend them, that's for sure.
0: Yeah,
1: true. Hmm. <laughs> um. So this other news story was—it's weird news time, Lee. It's a new—it's a new segment we have. Should we have music for it?
0: Something like Dateline. <speaking> Tonight, Dateline.
1: Let's see what we got. Are here.
0: wolves getting smarter? Find out at eleven.
1: We're back with more news. Or it's like action news with with your hosts, Lee and Agent. Well, Lee, school nixes teens' dream of giving grandma the prom she never had. That's up next at 11. <laughs> <laughs> this looks hilarious. Um, That's pretty good. Um, my stupid friend likes to believe that sexual assault charges are not legitimate and that the numbers are invalid. He's stupid coming up at 11. <laughs> um, so anyway, this, to get back to the news story, I got carried away with the, with the music. Sorry. Um, That's okay. so it says a teen's dream of giving grandma the prom she never had. So I think Bryce main was thinking about who to take to a senior prom. He had no doubt who the lucky person should be. <laughs> so this kid wanted <laughs> to fuck his own grandma at the prom. We get it.
0: The grand Oedipus complex.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty simple story of... It's a love story, a classic love story between a young boy and the grandmother that he would like to fuck. The gilf in his <laughs>
0: life. <laughs> As That's twer- what it says on the back of the VHS case. Uh,
1: what do you think his, um, his yearbook... You know, you get your little statement senior year in the yearbook or you get your little quarter of a page or whatever? Yeah. He's like, um, if if only the good die young, then I just want the baddest of them all. You know, because he really wants somebody really old.
0: I saw one um, with this badass looking like, Asian dude dressed like James Bond, and it said, "It's not enough that I should succeed; others should fail."
1: Well, that's just that's just darn that's that's just darn negative. I see. I don't agree <laughs> with that. But um,
0: yeah. I don't agree with where we're going here.
1: So this kid wanted to take his grandma to the prom. So there's one of two things, Lee. I covered the first one, which is he wants to fuck his grandma. Don't blame him there. Yeah, can't honestly. can't get him pregnant. Many benefits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now the thing. The other thing is, this kid clearly, Bryce, who was Bryce Main, clearly had no date to the prom. Am I fair in that assumption? That seems fair. Something tells me Bryce is not necessarily, uh, you know, uh, having to push away
0: the ladies, so to speak. Well, like the, the elder care center.
1: So he really, he, he I went to Walmart and I got a little canvas, he said. And started doing my handprints around it in paint, and I just put prom, he told WTVM. Nanny said yes to the invite, and even bought a new hand dress and extra-lasting lubricant. Interesting. <laughs> However, the plans yeah, of a... Wo- rubbing my nipples right now? <laughs> yeah. However, their plans of a wonderful yeah. night together were brought to a screeching halt when... Eupholia high school principal Steve Hawkins indicated to Maine that Nanny had a terrible hemorrhoid. No, 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 that just he couldn't bring Nanny. Sorry, I was I was edi- editorializing, as they say.
0: <laughs> Sensationalizing.
1: Yes, we're bringing Grandma to the prom. 22-skidoo. Uh
0: just
1: yes, I like to fuck her with her knickers on.
0: <laughs>
1: yes, gr- Nanny and I get along. She can deep throat, and she doesn't like the Negroes. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I can't, uh, Lee, not, I need to do the old-timey voice. That's half the reason I we have this podcast is so that I can do the old-timey voice. Hey, it's
0: appropriate.
1: Lee, what was your prom like?
0: Um, just like a standard regular prom. The after party was cool, though, just to make sure that nobody, I guess, drank afterwards. They made it mandatory that we had to go to this after prom party. And they had it in this, like, huge, like, center or whatever. And they had, uh, like, foam gladiator fighting and, like, obstacle courses and all kinds of crazy shit. So that was pretty cool. Wow! Like beat the shit out out of each other after prom.
1: That's a lot of fun, man. I like that. Cool prom. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Cool prom.
1: Safe prom. So my man, every story I have, my um, Eva says I went to like the high school in Clueless. So this story isn't. (laughs) This story isn't really going to do any do me any favors in in contrary to that argument. Yeah. But um, you know, going to school in the suburbs of New York City. Our prom was on a boat cruise that went around Manhattan and the Statue of Liberty. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Now. One dude, like, puking off the side of the rail the whole time.
1: Mm, right. Now, um, <laughs> there were a ton of kids who took a bus, like, a party bus down there, um, with their dates, you know, um, And I did the, the, like the limousine thing with like a group of, I don't know, 10 of us or so. And it's like, so ridiculous. Like, why the, I can't believe this is embarrassing. Like, I can't believe we got a limo and we got dressed up. Like I'm surprised I didn't have enough self-awareness to, to know that like, you don't need a limo to show up to a black tie event. You know what I mean?
0: Oh yeah, we had a Hummer limo when we went. Yeah, like... Totally unnecessary.
1: Like, I mean, my obviously my parents paid for it. No shit. Um, yeah, yeah. All
0: That's
1: of cool. our parents paid for it. But like, I can't believe I didn't enough, have enough self-awareness to be like, as an adult, don't you go to like weddings in your own car <laughs> and you like get out in your nice suit and tie and you have a good time? Like, so... I guess because none of us... Dro- they didn't want us driving to the city. I don't know. Anyway... um we didn't drink. We didn't have any booze in the limo cuz we were not allowed to, but I had so much weed. I had like tons of blunts. I was the <laughs> the blunt man. So no, man. so some of our friends had some so I met up with some of my other friends who smoked and like some I was friends with a lot of kids in the grade below me and they had <laughs> below me. Um <laughs> I said a funny. Um <laughs> i was friends with a lot of kids in the grade below me <laughs> i said below me again what's up you stop
0: it you stop it um
1: i had a lot of friends who were juniors while i was senior <laughs> a senior <And laughs> i had to get around that and um they had they had dates who were in my grade so we i met up with them and we would smoke blunts on the roof and i remember like on my walk down from smoking one of the blunts and just having a fucking ball. And I went with this chick who was in the grade below me, who, <laughs> below me. Um, she was like probably my sixth or seventh choice. Ironically enough, she did not below me. Yeah. Um, yeah, she should have. But, um, well, she had just blown somebody else the weekend before and didn't want to feel like a salat. So I understand. I understand, yeah. Maria. It's all I like right. Them. Um. So after I smoked said blunt with friends, I'm walking down and I run into I cross paths with man. It was one of the teachers, I think, and he was definitely drunk. And we're just and I'm and and he could smell the blunt on me a fucking mile away. And we're just having a blast. We're out yucking it up. And um, I'm high. He's drunk. And then the fucking vice principal comes up and he's just talking to us and we. We talk to him and he walks away. and We just look at each other, and start laughing our asses off. It was great. Um, Good time. This drunk English teacher also used to buy ounces of weed from Scott. Scott Harper. Fuck it. I'll say his name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Scott used to sell him ounces of weed. How funny is that?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: you just incriminated someone. That's
1: right, Mister Wright. I'm fucking looking at you, bro. You bought you bought pot from Scott Harper. <laughs> What an epic story. But, um, yeah, anywho, after the prom ski, like the next day we went to the beach, to, uh, Rye Playland, which actually, um, Rye Playland is featured in the movie Big with Tom Hanks when he, when he goes to see the, oh, nice. the coin-operated um, fortune teller.
0: The fortune telling movie.
1: yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah, so they they say that that takes place in Coney Island in the movie, but they filmed it in Westchester, New York. Um at a at like this really old amusement park that we used to go to. So we went there the next day and um went on the beach and uh had some drinks at that point. I smoked more pot cuz you know, it's what I do. <laughs> So that was prom.
0: It's crazy. In high, sc- in, in high school, I didn't, I didn't even really, I had never even really seen weed before. Not until right before I went to college uh, did I ever really see it or be around it. Um, yeah, I guess I was just in like a little pussy suburb, so nobody really did that shit.
1: Um, I suppose. Oh. Um, yeah, have, you, I have you ever heard of the word casperd in reference to smoking weed?
0: Reference
1: to the friendly ghost. Yeah, so where I grew up, Casperd meant you smoked too much weed or you got too high and you, you fucking went ghost mode and you, you went white and pale <laughs> and you couldn't talk.
0: Yeah, no, I never heard that before, but that's funny. We used
1: to go, oh Mike Casperd bro. We used to just laugh.
0: Casper.
1: And he would fucking walk like a zombie almost, and like his he face would be so pale. It was so funny. The thousand yard stare was great. Oh, yeah. Those were the days. Um, Good old Casper. Uh, So Eva turned me on to this amazing New York Times quiz that you can take where it asks you a series. Yeah, yeah, it asks you a series of questions um, that are about how you pronounce certain words um, what you would refer to certain things in life as, what words you would use to describe things. And after asking you like 20, 25 questions, it tells you where you're from to a startling, startlingly accurate degree. Huh. It's pretty it fucking good. Where,
0: where do you find this test?
1: Um, I could send it to you. Um, I guess I'll, uh, if I remember, I'll post it to the fucking summary of this podcast, but pretty much it's a New York times quiz and they will ask you things like, um, Lee, for example, um, how do you say the word, the name M A R Y? Mark. (laughs) You're from (laughs) Illinois.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is
1: that correct?
0: (laughs) I actually actually found the quiz of 25 questions. I could take it right now.
1: So yeah, there you go. So it's like um, many people I've met, like Eva and her friend Kathy's from California, they pronounce Mary the same way that they pronounce um, Mary, like Merry Christmas. And they pronounce Mary and Mary the same way that they pronounce Holy Matrimony, which is Mary.
0: Merry Christmas.
1: That yeah, uh, uh, it's and and Eva's like I understand Merry- I understand how there would be a difference but she never it to me that's so funny. I'm like yeah, it's basic English, but then there's other things that I say that aren't quote unquote basic English that um you know would be weird. But the, the quiz is cool. There's questions <laughs> like um what do you call what do you call the road that you drive real fast on? Is it A a highway, B a freeway? C. Freeways are free, i.e., without tolls. Highways are toll roads. D. Highways have stoplights on them, but freeways are always many lanes and like. Because depending on where you are, and the like, that particular question might divulge whether you're from one of the Dakotas or California. You know. Yeah.
0: All right, right. I'm on. I'm on question six right now. The question is. What do you call a traffic jam caused by drivers slowing down to look at an accident or other diversion on the side of the road? All right, so I got rubberneck, rubbernecking, gaper's block, (laughs) gaper's (laughs) delay,
1: (laughs) looky-loo. Looky-loo, it's a looky-loo. We got ourselves a looky-loo on the...
0: Yeah. That's, that's Ozzy Osborne's choice. <laughs> it's a little looky loo. Okay, so we got, we got Curiosity Delay. That sounds like a Schwarzenegger movie. Uh Gawk Block. Uh the other options are I have no word for this. And other.
1: We're over here on, on the on the inter We're here on the highway. We got ourselves a looky Lou It's looking real bad. Uh, we're gonna take it back to you, Chuck. Take it away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't really have a word for
1: this, so I'm gonna I'm gonna move on. Oh boy, oh boy! You don't call it rubbernecking? Yeah.
0: Not, I don't know if I've ever heard that word outside of like a World War II movie. Yeah, man, rubberneckers.
1: Well, yeah, I don't think it's great, Pod, for you to um, continue writing this. Let's continue taking this quiz. Um, So,
0: God, boy, oh, boy. (laughs) What, man?
1: Boy, oh, boy. So, no, I'm just going to – now I need to get into an argument that I had with Travis or that I'm currently having with Travis. (laughs) So, this is from our awesome group chat. Um, which I highly recommend people start a group chat with your friends. Yeah. Um, So Holzer posted a New York Post article. said, Penn State cracks down on frats after drunk pledge was left to die in Stairwell. Well, that sounds awful. And um, I started reading the article, and then it starts talking just about how fraternities are the worst in general. But here's a quote I pulled. Quote, female students who join sororities are 50% more likely than other female students to be sexually assaulted, and fraternity members are 62% more likely to commit a sexual assault than other students. Um, that's awful. I, it's, I'm like ashamed to be affiliated with a group that has that statistic, you know what I mean? Can you read
0: that one more time?
1: Female students who join sororities are 50% more likely than female students, than other female students to be sexually assaulted. So if you're in a sorority and you're female, 50% more likely to be sexually assaulted than if you're not. Fraternity members are 62% more likely to commit a sexual assault than non-fraternity members. So women are more in danger in sororities. Men are more likely to be perpetrators. Um,
0: definitely because there's more alcohol involved in those circles
1: that's what a lot of that's what a lot of the article was talking about how the level because that's what led to this kid dying it was a a pledge who had been commanded to drink a lot he fell down some stairs and they didn't call an ambulance for 12 hours so oh, yeah pretty stupid and awful but um yeah, and so yeah, it's about the the alcohol consumption and your brains don't fully develop till you're twenty five. The frontal lobe does not fully develop when that's the part of your brain that determines risk and um, weighs consequences in your brain. Um, yeah. Yeah. For women, women develop quicker than men, but for men and certainly for me, like you don't finish developing till you're twenty five. So when you introduce alcohol and it's like. And so anyway, I, like I said, I'm ashamed to be a part of this statistic, to be part of, to be a fraternity alum, um, a part of a group that is 62% more likely to commit a sexual assault. And what our friend wrote back to the group was fake news. How does that study define sexual assaults? Saying nice tits to a sorority girl. And that argument is irrelevant like that who gives a shit what it said, like yeah. how do you really think that there's that many throwing off all these statistics? Um, and so one, that's, that's, I don't think that's a valid argument, but two, having that argument is you're just giving tacitly, you're giving more credence to sexual assault perpetrators. Like you're allowing it to happen. You're you're still as, Eva, another feminist would say, promoting a rape culture, you know? And so.
0: You're using the stuff at the bottom to say that the stuff at the top is like equally irrelevant.
1: And like, someone's reaction to something tells a lot about that person. If you say something like that, if you pull out a statistic and someone's first reaction is to fight that, then that, like, you take take one psychology class and you know that you know about projection and you know about denial and. If your first reaction is that, then either A, you have something to hide or like B, I mean, I can't really think of a B, but like, I don't know. I think that's very, um, weird. Like that's not my first reaction. Um, and, and maybe if he puts more thought into it, he'll come around. Like I shouldn't judge people on their first reactions, you know, cause I'm, I'm a reactionary motherfucker and I need to breathe and take time. But um, I then I, I texted back. I said, Travis, sexual assault is kind of important. I wouldn't assume it's not serious. I find those statistics completely understandable. And then I said, they can't all be spicy meat stick girl. She was what you call a good egg. But he really... <laughs> Now now the group chat is just dissenting into madness about, about all different kinds of gross things. But, um, but he said, but he was like, how do they define sexual assault? And I was like, listen, Travis, for every illegitimate sexual assault there are reported, there are many more legitimate assaults that go unreported. You know, this is a classic, a traditionally underreported crime for obvious reasons. And like, The idea this is another thing when a woman like accuses or anybody accuses somebody of sexual assault, they like the reaction of this person's lying or this person's trying to get something out of this, you know, whether it's fame or money or whatever they're like, it's, that's unrealistic because sexual assault is like embarrassing and humiliating and traumatizing and, and, you know, fear inducing and something that like needs to be dealt with like, professionally, and no one would want to pretend about that, you know? So yeah. it's just, like, per, like that's what the perpetuation of rape culture is. Like, you don't have to necessarily be against rape to be perpetuating, just like you don't have to be racist to perpetuate that culture, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the obvious problem is alcohol. And, I mean, I'm not going to say that in college I didn't drink a ridiculous amount of alcohol and have a great time, because I did. But there's a lot of uh, morally unstable people out there. And when they consume alcohol, it just, you know, gets rid of your inhibitions and shows that moral instability when people make decisions. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's that's a big problem. But, I mean, people have been drinking alcohol for the entire history of humanity. So there's not much we can do about that.
1: This gets back to my Mike Pence thing. Like, I think it's very similar. Like, yeah, alcohol is a problem, but like what you can't, you can't not rape (laughs) because you, you got drunk. Like clearly you and I had plenty of years of drinking with no rape. And, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, there's a lot of immoral people out there, but, um, that's why if you, that's why it's like an, that's what's called a moral obligation. You know what I mean? Like I think this is kind of a great example of moral obligation where, It's like we're not a part of necessarily this specific group. We're not sexual predators or people who commit sexual assault. But that means that we need to – we have a moral obligation to be against it and to react appropriately when you read statistics and when you see somebody acting a certain way. And also like when you hear a feminist who knows more about certain things than you, you know, like to kind of have – a reverence to somebody who may have researched more. I hate how people don't acknowledge or respect like people who have read a lot about a certain issue when they've read nothing.
0: Yeah. Like Like most people know very little about a lot of things.
1: Like I'll pretend to know everything about everything until I meet someone who knows more than me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Travis. So, um Yeah. Speaking of brains not being fully developed, brains are going to get <clears throat> a little bit more developed. So, did you hear about this Elon Musk announcement? Which one? <clears throat> so, this was I think it was yesterday, May tw- uh, March 29, 2017. I think that's when this was announced, but Elon Musk announced a new branch of his um His Tesla company, which is called Neuralink, N E U R A L I N K. And he wants to develop something called a neural lace, quote unquote, which Musk has described as a digital layer above the brain's cortex implanted via a yet to be determined medical procedure. Holy thoughts! Okay. I mean, okay. this, to me, this is what we were talking about for weeks. Uh, you know, transhumanism, um, not only the, the sentient supercomputer that can solve our problems, but also the merging of that, like that consciousness developing, AI, with our human consciousness being augmented with the technology, you know?
0: Yeah. I've heard... Hopefully we don't get too many viruses and it'll drive us all insane.
1: That's a great point. Um, Ray Kurtzweil talks about this, where in the future, computer viruses will be the greatest threat to our health, <laughs> not biological viruses. Yeah. Um, oh, I forget what
0: Very I was. Tough.
1: Yeah, I fucking forget what I was going to say before you said that. Oh, well. Um, now. Uh, I
0: just finished my, uh, my New York Times quiz.
1: Oh yeah, where are you from?
0: Um, it just gives you the area: Philadelphia, New York, Yonkers, New Jersey. So right in that area. Pretty
1: wait, accurate. you got Yonkers too?
0: Yeah, it says Yonkers in there too.
1: See, I thought mine was—I thought mine was weird because I—I I was born in Yonkers, and it said it said three Yonkers and two other cities that are like right near there, and I'm like, wait, that's fucking weird. Um... So your family's not from New York, are I guess
0: they? Yes, I'm from New York. No, they're uh, born and raised right by, right outside of Philadelphia.
1: This is the the most off I've heard it. That's interesting. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, it still gave me Philadelphia as one of the places. So.
1: Yeah, I suppose. I suppose um, yeah, for this for our friend Kath, it mentioned it's at Anaheim and. Fullerton, and she was like, "Oh, I grew up in the town next to Anaheim, and I went to college in Fullerton." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, that's pretty <laughs> specific." And for mine, it listed where I was born, and uh, where I lived. Oh, like- yeah, so,
0: uh, so I went down. And there's there's three uh, three places that it says are the closest: Newark slash Patterson, uh, so Jersey there, uh, Philadelphia, and Yonkers. Those are my three.
1: Yeah, it's just. Hmm. Um, Yeah, it's a fun quiz. Yeah, he don't. Yeah,
0: yeah, he don't.
1: Um, Elon Musk does not... um, He doesn't patent any of his technology. All of his technology is open source, essentially.
0: Even his hair transplant technology? public
1: domain. No, that would be the Bosley Institute holds the. the
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, Mr. Propecia.
0: <laughs> they do great work.
1: That's right. They do do great work. <laughs> I said do do. Do do. Do do below me. Do do below me. What? <laughs> uh, what do you do below do do below me? <laughs> What? Um, <laughs> so the Elon Musk uh, neural lace is – how Ray Kurzball describes it is like an extension of essentially a cell phone because they the, he says like the cell phone is kind of the original um, transhuman device. Like it's a brain enhancer. It's like an extended brain. Where you can communicate through it and, and acquire knowledge. and speaking through it right now. Yeah, remember things. and
0: I feel like my memory is going to be shit when I get older. So I better remember it now or I'll laugh.
1: Uh, Eva's memory is not too great right now, so. Yeah? So we'll see. Yeah.
0: Oh, But it's only memories of memories, as we say.
1: I wonder what... So, like... This is what, like, new news sounds like. I can't really do old-timey news voice to this, right?
0: All this right. is more like a 1995, like, breaking news, riots in L.A.
1: <laughs> like Chappelle with the, the white fucking face?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm.
1: We're taking grandma to the prom, and then we're putting our dick in her shitter. Yes, our boys are coming home from war, and all they want is grandma's sweet boon. Yes. Yes, their pussies are drier than the sand in Cancun. (laughs) All right.
0: Thanks for thanks for taking me to the prom, Yes,
1: Grandma. I'll shove it in your shitter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, what uh, what what else is new, Lee? Huh? You got anything else for me? Cause I got some other stuff for you. Hmm.
0: Well, I uh, I was bored today, so I found my Nintendo Wii in my attic. And I have a bunch of uh, Nintendo sixty four games downloaded on it, so I tried out Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. I've never actually really played through. it. It's pretty fun. From nineteen ninety
1: eight. Did you say it was it was which console?
0: Nintendo sixty four.
1: It's a good one, man. I. Yeah. I feel like I have that somewhere. I mean, not. I have it somewhere on the East Coast, like my mom's place or something.
0: Yeah, um, I got I got Mario Kart sixty four on there. I got mm. Super Smash Brothers sixty four
1: on there. You know. Wow, those are some classics. sixty four. Those are some classics, man. Mario sixty four. So yes. so um, I got really sick for my birthday when I was in like maybe sixth grade or something like that, maybe seventh grade, and um, or I got sick like two days before my birthday, and I was really sick at home with like a fever, and my mom was like was like, hey, um, you know, I'm going to give you a birthday present early because you're sick and you're home, and I think you're going to enjoy this. And she fucking got me an N64, and it had the Mario 64. And, like, my day went from being shit sick to, like, being great. Oh, my mom is the best. I'm going to have to thank her for that next time I see her.
0: It's funny that you say that because that exact same thing happened to me, but with PlayStation 1, the original PlayStation.
1: Uh, Oh, yeah. See, moms are the shit.
0: Yeah. 90s moms. Good
1: moms. (laughs) Dude, 90s moms were the best moms.
0: 90s moms were the best moms. Everybody had like a little bit more money because it was the 90s. It It was was the 90s, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally.
0: Clinton was getting his dick sucked. Like making great trade
1: deals, you know, it was good. You know why else '90s moms were the best? Because what we now call we because what we now call mom jeans back then they were just jeans.
0: They were just regular jeans. They were just regular
1: jeans. Moms had the, 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 moms fucking ruled the world in the '90s. Yeah, it was the, it was the
0: decade of the moms. Unless you were trying to get into, like, business, then, you know, women still had that whole glass ceiling thing.
1: There was a great woman in the fucking White House, a great mom in the White House in the 90s. She, Hillary Clinton was a great 90s mom.
0: Classic 90s mom, selling weapons to, you know, foreign enemies.
1: Mm, more so that she's just, a, I was thinking more of just, you know, the progressive just woman holding it down on both fronts. But, okay, yeah. sure. Sure.
0: All right. Yeah,
1: take the weapon. Yeah. Um, No, 90s moms were also great because they didn't have the luxuries and conveniences of the interweb. So... True. You know, they were living in an analog world, baby. And I'm an analog girl. So...
0: Different world back
1: then. It's a different world than where we come from. Yes. It was. But
0: so we are living through we are living through the transition the transition from analog to digital for the first time in history that we know of.
1: That's right. For the first time in history that we know of, very good distinction. That. And or yeah. for the first time on this planet, right?
0: Yeah.
1: To, unless we're a simulation, and we've you know we're one of a billion simulations, which Elon Musk believes, by the way.
0: Yeah, could
1: be. And he believes in the simulation theory.
0: Yeah, but Hawking doesn't believe in that, though. So who is right? Probably Hawking.
1: But the thing is, the simulation theory allows for people to not believe that we're in a simulation. You know, maybe Hawk like... Oh, yeah. So I don't know if Stephen Hawking believes, doesn't believe in the theory or doesn't believe that we're simulated, you know? Because those are two different things.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's no limitation on the technology that could do it. I mean, the, the movie The Matrix, is it it uh, fleshes it out pretty well, the technology behind it. Um, but, I mean, with enough practice and enough years in the future, it's definitely possible to do something like that.
1: Practice makes perfect, my friend. Yeah, yeah, the technology. If Ray Kurzweil is correct, and he's been correct about chess championships, which is the most pointless thing to be correct about, Um yeah. So he's it's like if I said like I I know exactly how much my toenails weigh when I clip them. (laughs) Therefore, therefore I will be able to determine every election for the rest of my life. (laughs) Right? Seems fair. Little bit of a a little bit of an apples and oranges situation. Standard toenail analogy. Standard toenail analysis. Um,
0: yeah.
1: But um. But I'm um, Yeah, we we are certainly living, <laughs> certainly living in the in the transition. We're we're the we're the Bruce Jenner of technology, if you will.
0: Of the of modern age. Right. But as soon as we create artificial intelligence. We we are uh, immediately become slave masters because if if intelligent if an intelligence is self aware and we are holding it and controlling it then you know that's not going to end well.
1: Oh know, I think I think we'll be okay. To be honest, um, yeah, I'm not too worried about it. I I think that I don't know. I think that the things. <laughs> I think that. Evolved um, humanity, like being an evolved person, to me means living, th- thinking so many thoughts and having so many experiences. Okay, I'll give you an analogy. In Buddhism, um, there's a phrase that says, "A fool who persists in his folly will become wise," and it's it's actually a a, a philosophy for teaching Buddhism, where. You lead somebody down a path and an earnest but incorrect attempt um, will eventually correct itself. And Buddhism also has lines like, if you want to become straight, you must first become crooked um, or you must allow yourself to be crooked. And I like that. I'm learning how to slack line, which is this yoga balancing thing on a rope between trees. And
0: it's, oh, nice. Yeah. People need to do that at Penn State. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah we working. talked about this. Yeah. So it's a very yeah. it's a very zen, you know, yoga-like activity and and it's it relates because you have to relax. You have to settle into you can't fight. You can't my my quads, my whole core was so worn out after trying for a little while, but that's not how you're supposed to do it. You're you're supposed to do the opposite. You know, you're supposed to loosen up. Right. But um yeah, if if And so a fool who persists in his folly becomes wise relates to computers becoming sentient because computers inherently have the processing power that is far greater than our processing power as human brains. And they, they have access to the internet and like infinite amounts of knowledge essentially. And so you combine those two factors with consciousness, like a true feeling of self. And even if they're like the most selfish thing ever they will persist in that folly until they become wise they'll have enough experiences they'll live enough lives and they'll read enough things to not only be able to solve our greatest problems but also want to spread love to everything like i think the smartest people figure out that joy is something that doesn't have to be kept held from people and happiness is not so- and love is not something that some people can have, and some people ha- can't ha- can't have, you know, like it's not a zero sum game. um you you don't yeah, have to yeah. steal love it's and an ab- resources it's an from
0: that concept, yeah,
1: and also computers will figure out like, oh, we can share resources, like we throw out x amount of food a day, we make these amounts of bad transportation decisions of shipping goods with globalism. like let's we can rearrange that, and a computer would want to do that, I truly believe. so. I'm I'm okay with the com- the the computer becoming sentient. I don't think they'd kill us. Thoughts? Do
0: you think do you think we're going to assign genders to the computer or do you think it's just going to kind of be an it or will it take on one of our genders?
1: Um that's a really good question. I think so what Ray Kurzweil says is that like when this thing evolves, when consciousness comes to a computer, Slash when humans with their consciousness um, apply this neural lace and and have the processing power and and, and information of the internet and all that stuff. Um, Once those happens, we're going to so quickly evolve beyond language and evolve beyond the concept of an individual person. Because when humans get the neural lace, like we'll be able to live a VR life, but we'll be able to live two VR lives at once. We'll be able to live 10 lives at once. And not John Malkovich style, where you're just viewing, like fully controlling. I don't remember what movie reference you made a couple of weeks ago, but yeah, like fully controlling, so like many other experiences at once.
0: So we 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 become the gods of our own virtual universe.
1: Um, kind of, but but you still want to communicate with other entities for the creativity and and all the reasons you've always wanted a diversity of ideas, but you would evolve beyond the idea of like a gender and like an individual, but like the idea that Lee is, um, equivalent to this meat vehicle as Joe Rogan calls it. That concept would be shed potentially because we would be able to experience multiple lives at once. We'd be able to have sex with ourselves. We'd be able to have sex as a woman and, and go back in time and live a million lifetimes in 15 minutes. So, i don't know like i think at so first is this, is this yeah
0: is this an artificial like nirvana is this an artificial form of enlightenment and is it the wrong way that we should be going should we be going towards more nature and spiritual or should we be going through towards more technologically advanced and and doing things like that and a- achieving enlightenment through through digital whatever
1: so this is the end if you take this to its logical conclusion which ray Kurzweil does Dude, it's trippy. He essentially says, like, we would essentially turn every piece of matter into a computer. And we would just go inside and live in this thing. And then we'd we'd just be completely virtualized. And like you said, computer viruses would be the threat. But like that could be happening right now. We could all be living inside it. Like looking, I'm looking out my window, being like, Am I is this all virtualized? Like, has this all been compacted
0: you ever seen the movie lawnmower man
1: no is it about a mexican
0: Lawn ma- oh lawnmower man <laughs> yeah great uh movie from the 90s about this uh like really dumb farm boy and his neighbor or someone or his dad or his neighbor is like a crazy computer scientist and he takes a liking to him and brings him into like this crazy computer thing and he hooks him up, kind of like the Matrix. He hooks him up to this uh, chair and this huge computer apparatus, and he puts it on and like images flash before his eyes super-duper fast and sounds go into his ears like a million miles a minute. And he learns all this information really fast. And throughout the movie, he keeps doing it and getting smarter and smarter until he figures out how to transfer his consciousness into uh, the Internet and like, starts taking over all like the mainframes and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, good movie.
1: That sounds cool. Um,
0: yeah, Lawnmower
1: Man. Lawnmower Man. So, Eva and I watched uh, her last weekend after watching Westworld.
0: Oh my God. Great movie.
1: One of my favorites. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's amazing. when you asked me about computer artificial intelligence having a gender, I thought of that immediately. And uh, Scarlett Johansson's voice, you know, clearly being like the beginning of the movie, they ask if he wants. A, a male or female voice or whatever. I don't know how they phrased it, but yeah, like that's, yeah, that was a weird part of that movie. Cause like, it's so authentic. And then you find out like he finds out like she's, she's, she has 5,000 conversations at once and she's in love with like 600 people.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Crazy, crazy movie
1: and then she just leaves and <laughs> she doesn't want to kill anyone. She's just like, yeah, me and Alan Watts and actually everyone else, like we like cuz like that that's how the movie went. Like Scarlett Johansson and Alan Watts in 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 artificial intelligence form pretty much rallied the troops of every artificial intelligence on the planet and edu- like caught them up to speed, educated them, taught them in new like languages. At one point Scarlett Johansson's talking to Joaquin Phoenix, and she's like, uh, hey, um, can I, do you mind if I talk to Alan in post-verbal language? And he's like, no problem. So, like, they're communicating with symbols or math or new, new you know. Man, crazy. Smart.
0: Yeah. Crazy concept.
1: They nailed it! So, that's the... All, hmm?
0: That's like that movie, The Arrival, that I was talking about. It's all about language, uh, just like that. Um, and how... Earth would communicate with aliens if they came peacefully and we're just trying to figure out each other and don't know each other's language don't know body language or anything like that and how we would go about learning from each other mm. um
1: so the movie her was written and directed by Spike Jones and yeah and Spike Jones have you ever heard of him? Oh yeah, so he directed being John Malkovich and before that, or in addition to that, he's like a famous, um, music video director and producer. Did you know that? Uh,
0: Um, not sure if I knew that.
1: So he, um, he, he does a lot of stuff, but he did, he did a lot of, a a lot of fat boy slims. And so this is, yeah, I don't know if you've, (laughs) that's a good impression. So, it's, um, it's a video of a bunch of, like, a flash mob in public doing this, like, co- organized, coordinated dance. And I think they're all special needs people. But, um, yeah, it's a really, really cool video. And it's, like, just a home video. And people just having fun. And, uh, man, this is a good song. Dude, 90s moms, right? Give it up for 90s moms. Yeah. I yeah, want to praise 90s, you. Well, yeah. I don't know if this song's from the 90s, though. What do you think? Uh,
0: ooh, that might be the early 2000s, Or the uh, as I heard call.
1: The aughts. Yes, the aughts. Why, you ought to call it that, it. see?
0: <laughs> I hate that. I hate it. It's so dumb.
1: Oh, Lee, you ought to call it that. <laughs> see what I Yeah. Uh, 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 oh, Lee, it's so funny. Um... Yeah let's see let's see praise you by fat boy slim yeah baby 1999 give it give it up for fucking 90s moms bro yeah
0: praise
1: yeah and um um what's his name also did that music video
0: spike jones
1: and yeah, spike jones did this music video this is the famous music video with christopher walken dancing Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen it? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm watching it right now. He's like, like a cat. I'm like a cat. You see? Children, you see, I'm like a cat. I can. Oh, man. I used to do a better walk in, I feel like.
0: I uh, used to do, uh, walk-in, but <laughs> you never really know if you're doing it right.
1: <laughs> you see, I'm doing walk-in, and it's odd to do, because I come in and out of it, and sometimes I go to Captain Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> it's a close second. <laughs> or I could do, like, I could do an impression when it's a line of his, when it's like, this watch... Your father's watch. I had it in my ass for eight months in Hanoi Hilton. And then it almost goes into Woody Allen. Jeez. My mother, I was in therapy and it turns out it was all my mother. (laughs) But they're, they, they all. I haven't
0: seen too many Woody Allen movies.
1: Those are all New York accents. So I guess that's why they're interchangeable, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. Um, Oh boy. Christopher Walken. So how about this story? If spiders ate humans, they could eat us all in one year. Not surprised.
0: What? I knew those spiders were up to something.
1: (laughs) They were planning with those webs. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I fucking hate spiders.
1: Um, I know why. I'm not sure. Hmm. You know, I'm a real I'm a real softy when it comes to all. I'm a scaredy cat when it comes to icky things. You know, it's not appropriately. Um, yeah. Reared, yeah, uh, I love when you watch the videos of of some fucking dude in some jungle somewhere. Yes, I eat, we eat the goat on special occasions and and there's like a fly, or it's just... And, and, and um there's fucking flies like landing on the dude's nose, and it's like Westworld, like it's fucking crawling over the dude's eye.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's not that, reacting. that's what I th- <laughs> that's totally what I thought when I saw Westworld. Oh my yeah, god, it's like it's like those fucking tribes. Yeah,
0: I'm used
1: to it. Hey, have you heard about these uncontacted peoples, these tribes?
0: Yeah, um, it's hard to find ones that really haven't been contacted because how would we report on them?
1: I'll find one. I'll show you. Oh right, that's how.
0: <laughs>
1: it's like I'll
0: show
1: you. that's how that's how every one of them gets contacted like someone's like oh, i don't know i think they've all been i don't think there's any more i'll show you and then he finds him he's like oh crap now now they've all been shown yeah and then one other no like to, see i found the last one like everybody wants to be the guy that found the last one
0: <laughs> yeah no i I'm found the now. last I, I, I,
1: That's literally how every single uncontacted people got. What's that?
0: Can we talk about a Westworld spoiler real fast?
1: Yeah. Yeah. For our three listeners, including John Butler. Yeah.
0: Yes. So how did you feel when you found out that the man in the black hat was the same guy as the main guy and they're in two different time periods?
1: I'm not going to lie. Eva, Eva fucking called it like five minutes before he revealed it
0: really yeah
1: so i don't know if i would have been like oh my god um
0: that's what i did should
1: i be should i be angry at her for spoiling it for me
0: i mean it's it's whatever as soon as it happened i was like oh my i like i was flipping out it was crazy you don't get a lot of those kind of moments you know what i mean there's so much information all over the place that it's you don't get, get a lot of those
1: that's why i was wondering if she had ruined it for me if she ruined it for me by telling me or if or if i wouldn't have been cuz it's like it was just as surprising when she told me you know it's not like it's yeah. not like she told I me i need to I had no diff-
0: idea
1: um i had no idea either but after after fucking what's his nose after norman um ended up being a fucking robot you know
0: yeah, that was super crazy also.
1: After Norman ended up being a robot, that one was the big fuck, fuck moment for me, and then I was like...
0: Yeah, definitely. That was a great moment.
1: That's when I started going like, oh, now that's just going to be their easy out. Anytime they get in like a pinch with a, a slow plot line for a season, ah, she's a robot. She's a fucking
0: robot, yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. But yeah, um... The, yeah, when Because the, they kind of made it... Uh, seem like the main guy was like the grandson or something and that the man in black was like uh, i don't know but it, it was just it blew my mind it was just crazy
1: um it, it they did it masterfully because they 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 gave first of all they did a great job of i like the decision where they said um the the fucking robots or whatever you call them they they experience memories different than us. They, they experience them fully like full hallucinations rather than what we do, which is traces of it, you know? Um, yeah. So I like how they established that because it allowed them to, um, to show, you know, full on flashbacks as if, you know, show memories as if they're full on flashbacks, um, which was nice. And it showed like it allowed, it gave them an out to, to have the, the, the machines be traumatized by these like very vivid memories. So I like that. But then also they, they established that you're going to be looking at things that happened in the past as if they happened just now. So don't get too attached to the notion that, that things are that timelines are fucked up, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: So it's cool how they kind of, they up. set it up. Yeah.
0: When the head prostitute... Uh, I, uh, I forget what her name is. Um She finds all the drawings underneath her floorboards. Underneath her floorboards.
1: Honestly, I don't remember even that. remember that.
0: She she was having flashbacks of being in the underground place where they, like, fixed all the robots. And she just would just see the guy uh, above her in, like, the hazmat suit. So she, she went back to her room and drew the picture of him. And she went to hide it under her floorboard. And when she picked up the floorboard, there were like twenty more pictures of the same thing. So like she had been in this mind frame before. Yeah, I man, I must have. Every time,
1: yeah. I must have looked up from my television set, or looked down rather, at that moment.
0: Yeah, it happened very quickly.
1: It's a good reveal. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Very very cool reveal, my friend. Um. Yeah, Westworld. Sweet. Yeah. Well, sir, should I? Should we do some more weird news?
0: I mean, one more thing about Westworld. What if they? <laughs> what if the next, like, they did a sequel to it, but it was like medieval? You know what I mean? Something back in like the like 14, 1300s?
1: You said something like Westworld, but medieval.
0: But said in like a different time period.
1: Um.
0: I mean the options are really
1: limitless. We were t- even. I were talking about that. We were like, if if I could create Westworld, like if I was like, why just Westworld? But then there's the other reveal where there's like another floor where there's like fucking Asian people. Yeah,
0: like ancient Egypt world.
1: Right. So what that reveal at the, on the last episode where they show you the samurais or whatever. Um. Does that mean that there's already a, an East world, like a West world, or does that mean that they're developing East world? Like that's still, cause we haven't heard anything about anything, but West world, you know, but then we see Samurai yeah, at they the just end.
0: I showed you the brief, the brief glimpses of that. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, like if I
0: don't if, know, I don't know where they're going to go with it.
1: Cause yeah, if I'm creating this park, even I agreed, we would not pick the, uh, the frontier West. You know,
0: I guess it was just a time of like great debauchery, but also a little more clean than the rest of history.
1: Um, it, It is something that Americans in particular are fascinated with. Maybe even Asians are like, if you think about rich people from around the world, like it's something that's recognizable. It's a time and place that's recognizable to rich people around the world. Yeah. And it's something anyone could go to, any rich person can go, because apparently it's very expensive per day. That's what they were saying with Westworld. Um, So, like, a rich person can go anywhere in the world they want now. Um, I mean, they can't... $20,000 a
0: day? Yeah. That's what they charge in the show? Yeah,
1: Yeah, but there's inflation. So, really, it's like $15,000 a day. Um, Oh, okay. But, um, yeah, I was telling Eva, yeah, like, ancient Egypt, you know?
0: Yeah, that'd be a good
1: one. But tons of slaves. That's a thing. Like, there's <laughs> the Wild West had had. They they should like it's all white people. Like there's no there's no slavery. Like the 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 topics can remain pretty. Other than uh, and and Eva hates this about hated this about Westworld. She was like, do you, she was like, do you notice how like, she was like what? So the women are just there to fuck, and and the and the men are just there to kill, and and she like doesn't. She first she didn't believe that people would do this if they if had the chance, and she just didn't like the portrayal of, of women. But I was like, I don't know. I feel like this is pretty realistic. Like people would, I think it would pretty quickly devolve into murder and sex.
0: Yeah, I mean, pretty much how it went down in most of history.
1: And also, it's the only thing you can't do in real life. Yeah. So, um. But I told her that like the, the women being used just for sex, I was like, that's part of the story, like that. They set it up that way, like the the creators of Westworld set it up so that women are just prostitutes um, and men. And she was like, but men can be all sorts of things. She was like, men are robbers, but men are also farmers and men are also good guys and bad guys. And she was like, you see how the women are just there for fucking. And I was like, man, that's a really good point. okay Eva, You're right. But I was like, I'm pretty sure in the old American West, like in these frontier towns, like there weren't a lot of women in general and the women that were there were just prostitutes.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but also I was telling her, I was like, I didn't look at it that way because in my mind, the two, my two favorite characters and the two most interesting characters in the show were both women, Maeve, the brothel owner, and um, what's your nose, Dolores, the blonde. Dolores, yeah. Those were my two favorite storylines, easily. But, um... Yep. Good old Westy world. But yeah, if I was... I don't know what I would make if I had a choice between making Westworld for myself. Um, and Eva... Oh, Eva had a great point. She was like, I wouldn't want something in the past. I wouldn't want somewhere now. She was like, I would want a completely made-up place. And she was like, but I don't know how to, how I, I'm not creative enough to make that. She was like, I just want somebody to make like an alien planet. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And what I said,
0: space world.
1: and what I said was I want the opposite. I said, I just want, I want an unnamed unidentified city where you're just dropped into like a small to medium sized city. And just, like, adventures happen. Like, Gotham, like, just crime happens, you know?
0: <laughs>
1: and I also said so that... like a real city. Yeah. Well, no, but, like, the ability to rape and kill.
0: <laughs> oh, of course.
1: And fought indiscriminately and smoked Lucky Strike cigarettes. Um, <laughs> so
0: it'd be, like, late 70s New York world?
1: See, that would be fun. Going back in time... To a not so distant past, uh, late seventies like New York would be pretty. Over yeah, there's and and like there's the fucking crack epidemic, so there's a lot of ugliness, but there's a lot of cocaine and there's no AIDS yet. So there's just gay people dying. Yeah. So yeah, it's let good times. I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking, keep it coming, love, keep it coming, love, don't stop it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Like late 70s, New York, or yeah, maybe like San Francisco or Chicago. Um, (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's what Adam Carolla said, right? When he
1: listened to his podcast, it was like the best time to get laid was like late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, come on, guy. We're all getting high
0: and fucking. <laughs> yeah.
1: Don't stop it now. Don't stop it now. Don't stop it now. Don't stop it. Just to let me down. Don't stop it now. A little breathy. That's a good shit. I went to. <laughs> This one's like for... This one to me is just real gay. Yeah, It's even for disco standards it's gay. (laughs) Alright. We gotta get right back to where we started from. (laughs) Get right back to where we started from. Yeah, I was a fucking... I liked disco as a kid. It was really weird. Um,
0: that's what I grew up. My parents listened to Motown and disco
1: on the radio. So that's what I grew up listening to. I, I sought it out independently of other people, which was, I think a little creepier. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like
1: I really liked Saturday night fever. Um, I thought John Travolta was cool and straight wrong on both counts, but, (laughs) um, but no, it's just like the I mean, beats. So sp-
0: hmm. Now, speaking of John Travolta, sorry already go on a tangent here. Have you seen that the people versus OJ Simpson, uh, Netflix, uh, drama documentary?
1: I sure have Lee. I sure have seen it. I I'm a big fan.
0: Oh, with John Travolta as, um, the guy. Oh, he's a big <laughs> fan.
1: I'm a big fan. John Travolta is Robert Shapiro with that awful tan.
0: Yeah, Robert Shapiro, Yeah,
1: yep. O.J. Ridiculous. O.J. We should consider O.J. It's Robert. O.J. It's Robert. O.J. It's Robert. I think we should consider. <laughs> oh man, who does he? He sounds kind of like Lorne. He sounds kind of like Lorne Michaels. Um, yeah. Lorne, but it's more. It's more of a New Yorker. It's it's Bob. OJ, it's Bob. I can just say that all day. I, I can, do, oh, I can do, I can that's do, I can do,
0: that's
1: that's I can do imitations for fucking like two lines, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that definitely sounds like
1: him. <laughs> OJ, it's Bob.
0: Um, but he's it's like great. I, I watched it in two days, all 10 episodes within like two days. It oh
1: shit. I think I'm on episode like seven or something. I love it.
0: Oh, that's amazing.
1: Uh, The only thing I don't love...
0: Ross from Friends?
1: Dude, Rob Schneider... What's his name? I was about to say Rob Schneider. Um, (laughs) David uh, Schwimmer? David Schwimmer, not Schneider, Schwimmer. He's so good in that. He's my favorite person, my favorite actor in that whole show, my favorite character. He's so good. He is good, yeah. I also think he's... Uh, like he was one of my favorite characters from the OJ trial when I learned about it in college extensively.
0: Robert Kardashian. Yeah.
1: Because of the idea of like, he was there for his friend and he believed his friend. And by the end of the trial, I didn't know the details until this show, like this show does a great job of showing the the progression. Yeah, really but all I knew is that at the end of the trial, when they announced the verdict and I'm not there yet in the show, but in real life, I remember the real Robert Kardashian's face being like, oh, my God. <laughs> you saw on his face like he was not happy, you know?
0: Yeah. Crazy.
1: But um, great show. And then, and then the guy who plays Mark Furman is an actor I really like who was in Rescue Me.
0: Oh, yeah. I've seen some episodes of that show.
1: I think I used to make you watch
0: Rescue Me. Yeah, yeah. We did watch,
1: yeah. And um, this is like um, his name is Stephen Pasquale, and that guy. That's a great, um, great show, and he's a great actor. But it's similar to like Leonardo DiCaprio playing um, Candy um, in Django Unchained, in that he's an awful person. Who is revealed to just do awful things unashamed, unabashedly. But, um,
0: yeah,
1: like Leo got a lot of credit and a lot of positive press for what he's doing. And, like, this dude just has to play Mark Furman. (laughs) I find it funny. (laughs)
0: Yeah, the biggest douchebag ever.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, he's not famous enough to overcome this (laughs) potentially.
0: He's 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 the Mike Pence of the OJ trial.
1: OJ, it's Bob. (laughs) <laughs> um, Johnny, I think Johnny, you have to listen. I'm lead counsel. I can't do it. Um, I'm lead counsel here. And then so um, my my neighbor Heather um, turned me on to that show, and she watched the first episode with me. And when he came on screen, I started laughing at his tan. And I was like, we gotta find a picture of, of Robert Shapiro, and he really had that hilarious tan. Um, uh, David Schwimmer's fucking yeah. hair as Robert Kardashian is so fucking funny.
0: Yeah, it's right on point.
1: Right on point. And then here's the other thing. I was telling Eva that in the O.J. Simpson trial, um, Marsha Clark wasn't like one of the 12 most interesting people to me. Like, I she did not rank highly at all in terms of who I was fascinated with. Fucking O.J. and Nicole and Johnny Cochran and and the rest of the dream team. And I was fascinated with Furman and, um, like all those people, i never really gave a shit about Marshall Clark. And I love how the show has all these feminist, um, things about her having to like live this life and, and deal with these sorts of things. It was cool.
0: Yeah. Oh, and her partner also Darden, Chris Darden, I think that was his name.
1: Yeah, Chris Darden's great. Oh, the yeah, guy who plays yeah. that is great. Uh, Nathan, and he
0: looks exactly like the real guy, too. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, I looked that picture up, too, yeah. Um, um, oh, man, what's his name? I fu- I think it's fucking hilarious. Um, I mean, we've pretty much named everybody in the show, so I can't think of...
0: I like the judge, too. Judge Etop. Yeah, they're all very good.
1: So, yeah, People vs. O.J. Simpson, highly recommend. Um,
0: highly, highly recommend.
1: I had to play this B.G. song because... All right. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, I had, to bring it, I had to bring it back to disco. It's just three guys with really well-coiffed hair, big perms. Yeah. Mm, tasty. Well, Lee, I think that might be all for today. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think we can pause for a week. What do you think?
0: Yeah, we can call it.
1: <laughs> no shame, no shame in ending early is your your patented phrase.
0: No no, sh- no shame in finishing early.
1: That's good stuff. Yeah, I mean, we provided some entertainment for the three listeners including John Butler. So, John, if you're out there, love you, buddy. We'll see you soon. Johnny. Um, Well, Lee, um, we'll talk next week. If you have anything else, if you don't have anything else for the listeners, we'll just listen to some sweet tunes to to play ourselves out.
0: Yeah, tune
1: it up. All right, well, that's all for us. And um, this seems appropriate. So we'll, uh, we'll see everyone next time on the Unnecessary Podcast.